Junior Jewels. I'm Carly. And I'm Jess. And we are the hosts of Typical Tuesday Night, a, a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift podcast. podcast. Hello and welcome to New York. <laughs> it's been waiting for you. <laughs> oh, girl. All right. Well, if you didn't understand that, today's topic is a, kind of an overview of the 1989 album. We thought that would be fun to do before Taylor's version comes out, which is super exciting. So we'll just kind of give you guys a basis of the album as a whole, things that you guys should know, kind of lightly touch on each song. But stay tuned because a lot of times we have some episodes coming up that will be going more into depth on some of these um, songs. So 1989 is the fifth studio album, and it was released on October 27th, 2014. And it was just inspired by like the 1980s synth pop. And it was like her first album that was straight to pop, like completely pop. So any of them before this was country. Um, She titled it 1989, which was her birth year. And I kind of feel like it's cool because it's like a symbolic almost song or like album title because it was like a rebirth for her too in a sense of like her music I feel like she seems a lot more confident after this album releases and Mm -hmm. I think it was like a really powerful album title for her so we'll kind of get into all of that too as we share our overview I love that. I've never really thought about it being like a rebirth. Yeah, I hadn't either. Her music, but that totally makes sense. Yes. I love that. So, Red was the album before this, and it's something that she was so proud of, but she didn't win Country Album of the Year, and that was a really hard realization for her, and... So it kind of made her take a closer look at her music and try to see how she can better it, essentially. Well, because I feel like those awards are really important to her. Yeah. Like, she really tries to do – to win those, Mm -hmm. which I don't blame her. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. So I think that when she didn't win that, it was even more of a, okay, I have to come back better than ever. For sure. Um. So she had kind of come to the realization that it wasn't a super cohesive album. And the night that she lost album of the year, she knew that her next album needed to be completely pop. And she had what she said was a dozen sit downs with her label, trying to convince them to let her go full pop. And they really pushed back on her. Mm. Uh, Like, she was wanting to go a new direction, but yeah. her label was just like, no, you're country. We need to stick yeah. with country. <laughs> but she really pushed back and they wanted to like even add more band, you know, she used banjos and like speak. Like go back and, to, yeah. And it's like, she tried to push it with red and they're trying to push her back, but she wanted to move forward yeah. and go into something new. And so... Yeah, I mean, wanted. she won. Yeah, right. Like yeah. she like, got her full pop album because also, yeah. I mean, from a label standpoint too, it's kind of interesting because Red, where it was kind of an in between, it was yeah. a little country, it's a little, a little pop. pop. She wanted to go the pop direction, yeah. 
And the label wanted to almost like play it safe and go yeah. back to country, go back to what we know, yeah, go like, back to what she's been good at. Yeah, like think that's about fearless. Like yeah. you won. Like you could let's do that. Like yeah. that's the route that we've like chosen to go. I kind of feel like this was the first moment too where things with her label, and I don't know. Yeah. But like it kind of seems like this is where things with her label start they to get a little iffy. Yeah. And like they on the rocks. Have, like butt heads yeah. a little bit, maybe. Which I'm almost kind of proud of her though for sticking up for what she wanted to do. Sure. And it's kind of like what I was saying. I feel like this time in her life, she started to realize like this is who I am. Like not necessarily who I like view what I should be like in like some of her past albums where she'll talk about like, this is what I will be when I get the guy or like, this is who I am with the guy. And I feel like this was an album and a time in her life that she really figured out who she was. And I think that's really cool for sure. Okay. So let's go over some just like general 1989 album facts. So the standard edition of 1989 has 13 tracks. So clever. Surprise. surprise. And the deluxe edition includes six additional tracks. Three are original songs and three are voice memos. If you don't know what her voice memos are, basically, they're usually like behind the scenes of like her songwriting process. And this is the first time we've seen these, yeah, right? I okay. think so, yeah. yeah. She does it on some future albums, but this is the first time she'd ever done it. Um, and so the voice memos are for the songs. I know places. Um, I wish you would and blank space and also 1989 when album of the year. Woo-hoo! So well-deserved. Yeah. And that's exactly what she's trying to do. Yep. So that's so cool. And best pop vocal album at the 2016 Grammy awards. And it was listed in all time album rankings by Rolling Stone and consequence. Um, so it was also supported by three U S number one singles. So shake it off blank space and bad blood and 1989 spent 11 weeks atop the Billboard 200 chart, which is crazy, yeah. and certified nine times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. So let's talk about the album cover. And I can't wait until we dive more into like Taylor's version, because I feel like I have a lot more thoughts on the Taylor's version album cover that we've seen. I just love it so, so much. But Her original 1989 album cover, um, she did it. We talked about this. She she did it after her birth year and said that it did kind of like symbolic rebirth of her image and her artistry. And so for the album's packaging, she wanted to include like Polaroid instant camera like photographs. And because that was like a popular method of taking pictures in the 1980s. And so the cover is an actual Polaroid portrait. That's hard to say. Polaroid portrait of Swiss face, like cut off the eyes. And she has said that she wanted to bring like a sense of mystery to like not let people kind of know what was coming beforehand. And I have a quote. She says, I didn't want people to know the emotional DNA of this album. I didn't want them to see a smiling picture on the cover and think this was a happy album or see a sad looking facial expression and think, oh, this is another breakup record. So, which I thought was interesting. She's like totally rebirthing herself Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want anybody to know what's coming. Yeah. Which I feel like is just so her and I love that. So she's wearing red lipstick and a sweatshirt embroidered with flying seagulls and her initials are written with black marker on the bottom left and then the title is over on the bottom right. 
So each CD copy of 1989 includes a packet of five available sets of 13. (laughs) Always with the 13. 13 random Polaroid (laughs) pictures made up of 65 different pictures. The pictures have Taylor in different settings, such as backdrops of New York and recording sessions with producers. They are out of focus, off-framed, and have a sepia-type treatment and feature 1989 song lyrics written in black marker on the bottom. So they're very candid, not perfect. They're not perfect. Yeah. They're just... Yeah, very candid. I also feel like this reminds me, I feel like 1989, at least for me personally, is when I really started to get like, oh, this is an era we're in. And I think we'll talk about like eras a little bit more in like future episodes, but all of like her marketing that she was doing and like all of the branding for this was like so well done. Yeah. And I just feel like it just reminds me of like, oh, this is like, we're in 1989 right now. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like a whole new vibe. Yeah. But I just thought that was really interesting, though, is Polaroid came out after this and said that instant the rise of instant film took off right after this album came out, and they attributed that to Taylor Swift. So March 2022, Billboard ranked the cover artwork of 1989 as one of the 50 greatest album covers of all time, too, which I didn't know that. I know. It's funny. It seems (laughs) I just what you said about it creating kind of hype around Polaroid cams. I totally bought a Polaroid cam. Oh, I think I did, too. But you know what that reminds me of? What? Friendship bracelets. Oh, right. Like, well, that's (laughs) the thing. As you like hold yours up, because that's the thing is. She has so much influence. She does. It is insane. And I think a lot of her audience and like all of us that love her, we like do anything she wants us to do. <laughs> so it's like Taylor Swift likes Polaroids. I now like Polaroids, yes. you know? So absolutely. But luckily it's all good influence. These are all good things. <laughs> positive influence. Nothing wrong with friendship bracelets. Yeah, for real. Polaroid campus. <laughs> So I thought these were interesting. I just went through the album liner notes, which is just where she kind of gives you just like a short little letter to her fans about what they can expect from the album. So I took three different parts. So I thought you and I could each just like alternate reading these. So the first one, she just starts it off by saying, for the last few years, I've woken up every day, not wanting, but needing to write a new style of music. I needed to change the way I told my stories and the way they sounded. I listened to a lot of music from the decade in which I was born, and I listened to my intuition that it was a good thing to follow this gut feeling. And I just feel like that, I mean, she's so good with her words, but that was such a good way, I think, to start off a letter to her fans about what's coming. For sure. So you can go ahead and read the next one that I found. She said, I was also writing a different storyline than I'd ever told before. I've told you my stories for years now. Some have been about coming of age. Some have been about coming undone. This is a story about coming into your own and as a result, coming alive. I know. Like, oh, like you just love this for her so much. Um, And then I love this part. This is how she ends it. And she just says, from the girl who said she would never cut her hair or move to New York or find happiness in a world where she is not in love. Love, Taylor. And, like, that part gives me goosebumps, too. It's just cool to yeah. see, like, you really can see her living for her mm-hmm. in this moment. And it's just like, yeah, I'm going to cut my hair. 
I, you know what? I said I was never going to move to New York. I am. And then I just love that last line. Like, I'm going to find happiness in a world where it's not about love and it's not about boys. Yeah. Like, it's just me being single, hanging out with my friends. And this and having is a good time. how she's so relatable because she's like in her 20s. Yeah. And a lot of, I mean, you go through so much like self-discovery in your 20s. And yeah. she totally did that. And so did we alongside her. Yeah. Oh, I love that she had this gut feeling that she needed to change direction in her mm. music. And that partially is coming from she is, this is why her music and that she can cross genres and be yeah. successful is because she's evolving as a person and she's evolving her music as she evolves. She stayed so relatable and so relevant and her fans just really connect oh yeah what i think too when you are doing what you want and what you're loving and you're connecting with it that's when other people are going to you like see other artists or just like creators in general when they try and do what they think everybody else wants it doesn't always hit as well but when you're really happy and content with what you're doing you're doing it for you that's what like people can relate to that they connect with that a lot more can you imagine taylor trying to write music that's like super personal to her in a genre that she doesn't connect to? like if she was still doing country like no it wouldn't she's been through so many different (laughs) it's crazy it's so fun though okay so the next thing i want to talk about was the secret messages and i am so like sad about this because I hated when these ended and 1989 was her last album that she did this with. So if you guys don't know, anytime from debut to 1989, when you opened up your liner notes in and like looked at the lyrics, she had all of them lowercase, except for certain letters would be capitalized. And if you took all those and put them in order, every single song had a secret message. And a lot of times fans would like go through and find those and it would help you give clues to figure out what the song was about, which she's just amazing. I can't believe she's been doing that since debut. Yeah. She has been doing Easter eggs since the very beginning. It's like insane. It's so fun. She's, she's so cool. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So we are going to go through each song on the album and we might go a little out of order. We'll see, but we want this to just be a conversation and an overview of our thoughts on the album and just do like really brief song overviews with our thoughts. All right. So Jess, what are your like overall thoughts on this album? Like if someone says 1989 Taylor Swift, what do you think? (laughs) 1989 is it's an interesting album and we've talked about this before but i just i think it's so fun it's one of the albums that doesn't align with my life as well as other albums because i was already married at this point and this album is still similar to red where it's like would have been perfect when i was like single and in college yeah um but I still love it. Yeah. And I I think of albums as great if I don't have a lot of skips on them. Mm. And I was re-listening to this this week to yeah. like refresh <laughs> my memory. And I just, it's so good. Like, it really all is. of the songs yeah. are so good. I really think that this album, up for all the albums, this one was the first one that it was 
this is so sonically cohesive Mm -hmm. and so well thought out and put together. Like all of her other ones were great, Mm -hmm. but I just remember 1989 being like, whoa, like she's figured out how to create an album album. Yeah. All of her past experience is like coming together. Yeah. And it's interesting because obviously Taylor Swift is very Mm multi-talented. She's a great songwriter. She, you know, can play multiple instruments. She, you know, all these things, but it's almost like 1989 because she didn't necessarily have like full support from her Mm. label in this genre. Yeah. She kind of had to realize like, I like, if I want this to be awesome, like I have a vision and I need to make that vision come to life. Yeah. And this kind of seems like this is when she's starting to dip her toes and like realizing that she can have more say or control over like you know yeah the marketing yeah everything that goes on alongside the album and the music she can have an opinion on it yeah and she's so good at all of that yeah she is like she really does see the entire vision Mm -hmm. not just the like music part of it yeah which is like amazing it's like oh my gosh okay do you remember where you were when you first listened to this no (laughs) Which is fine. That's totally fine. I think the only reason I remember is because all the other albums, I would go to Target the morning of Mm -hmm. and like buy it and then like listen to it. But this one, I was working as a kindergarten teacher. So there was no way Mm -hmm. that I could like get to my job and like go to Target beforehand. And so I remember like going to work and then driving to Target, Mm -hmm. turning it on. And I like remember driving to pick up Kyle from us from school yeah and then like listening to it and like i can still see myself like pulling off this one freeway exit like in the car i don't remember like what song it was but so for some reason that's like the song or like the moment that always comes to my mind when i think of 1989 but and i think it stands out because it was so different from what i used like i Mm -hmm. had always done with all the other albums yeah but yeah i don't know why i don't (laughs) which is fine like and i don't know if we're we, had, we probably won't talk about this today, but my most significant 1989 memories are around, like, the actual concert. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why I don't remember listening to that. I feel like but... you remember a lot more of the tour, though, than I do. Yeah. Because, like, as we've been talking about certain stuff with this, you'll be like, do you remember this person? And, and I'm like, no. wait, what? That was, that happened? <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Apparently, like, in-person experiences are what really give my memory. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think for me, it was just certain things stand out when they're different. Mm -hmm. And I think because this was so different that, yeah. anyway. Well, let's kind of talk through some of these songs. So the first song is Welcome to New York. And the secret message is we begin our story in New York, which I just, I think is so fun. But this song I think was perfect to start at number one because I mean it starts off it's like it's a new soundtrack I can dance to this beat forevermore and I feel like that sets up the entire album it's like I have a new sound like get ready for it and we're gonna dance through this entire thing that was like such a big part of 1989 Mm -hmm. is just having fun with your friends and like dancing and all the songs really are such fun upbeat dance vibes and anytime you see them on tours that like the 1989 section i'm always like yeah like this is like i'm ready for it like this is hyped so so fun do you have any thoughts on 
welcome to New York? Um, no, uh, other than, I mean, other than. I feel like I kind of like the said tour, it. Like, I don't know if I should not talk about the tour that much, but no, she don't. opened the tour with the song and not to go into too much detail, but I got very last minute. I got tickets day of this concert. I oh, okay. was not going to go. Um, for whatever reason and last minute I got tickets and just I have the clearest of day memory of her coming out to the song oh, I love and it. I just started bawling and I committed from that day I was like yeah. I will never, never miss like what yeah. was I thinking yeah how was I almost gonna miss yeah. this oh my gosh I can't even imagine if I wouldn't have gone I would be kicking myself right <laughs> I remember like back I don't remember myself being a crier but I like cry every single Taylor Swift tour. Yep. Like there's just like something about it. Yep. Oh, she's just like when she comes on stage, it's just amazing. It is. All right, track two, Jess. Okay, blank space. This is blank space, and the secret message is: there once was a girl known by everyone and no one, which is so fitting. For yeah, this song so fitting. I I'm not gonna lie. I still get really like. My blood boils a little bit when mm. everyone says that Taylor Swift just whines about her ex boyfriends. Yeah. I'm like, you're literally part of the problem yeah. here. <laughs> it's you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard the interview where she talks about this, but um, you know, she says like, no one gives Bruno Mars or Ed Sheeran a hard time for them writing songs about their exes. Yeah, and I also get frustrated because. People always say, well, if she's like had so many failed relationships, she must be the problem. I'm like, I'm sorry. Everyone's relationships fail until they find the one. one. Yeah. Like, and honestly, it's not unique to her. Yeah. Like, you would say the opposite too of like, good for you for not just like settling. Yes. You know, like you clearly see that something's not working in this relationship. So you're like, still going out and trying new ones the narrative is always she's the problem and it just it drives me nuts so blank space is super fun for people who get the joke i know (laughs) but for those that don't get the joke blank space is sarcastic so sarcastic (laughs) um it's well i guess first it's her biggest song oh most streamed and yeah, I didn't know that it, it was like recent that it got to be the most streamed. Probably from Era's tour, honestly. Probably. It was super epic. Oh my Era's gosh. Tour. It was amazing. Reignited everyone's love for it. Yeah. Um, well, and I think it's interesting too because we'll talk about this in our 1989 like Era's um, episode that we'll be doing soon, but it was taken off streaming for a while. Mm-hmm. And so you think that it's still her most streamed yeah. and it, like wasn't even that's on streaming a for a while. Like that's yeah, it just seems like it's such it's such a good song. Yeah. So it's a sarcastic song essentially taking all the things that people say about her that she's basically a man eater and <laughs> that she just lures men in. It, it reminds me of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good like where it's like I got to lure him in and yeah. then I got to do all these crazy things to like yep. make him dump me and then I can write a song about it, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. And it just That's it a good plays way to put off it. of that. Yeah. And I mean music, And like the music video. The music so video, she like yeah. comes up with a music video and it's exactly that, right? She just like throws these ideas that society has placed on her. And yeah. it is 
such a good music video. We're not going to like dive into the music videos and stuff, but I did read she does 21 different outfits in that music video. Wow. I need to watch it again. I feel like I do too. But that's a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's just so she does making fun of herself so well. She does. Almost too well. Yeah. Because again, those that don't get the Yeah, joke, they don't understand. They think it's... she's being serious yeah. when she's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she Which is crazy. Well. Okay. Did you hear the lyrics, Starbucks lovers? No. I didn't either. But like. That's a misheard lyric. Yeah. Have in, you seen like, space? Yeah. Uh-uh. So it's the part that goes. A long list of ex-lovers. Yeah. Got a long list of Starbucks lovers. So there have been like um, t-shirts I saw at the Eras tour that Uh, would be like Starbucks lovers. That's cute. Yeah, it was funny. So I was curious if you'd heard that because I had seen that like around a bunch. I want to say, don't quote me on this, you guys, but I want to say Starbucks even came out and did something with that, with her. Something about something. Okay, maybe. Anyway. That's so funny. But yeah, I just always think that's funny. So track three is style. And the secret message is her heart belonged to someone who couldn't stay. And I love this song so much. And this song always reminds me of Tor. So I know you keep being, let's stop bringing up Tor. But (laughs) I feel like the 1989 Tor was just so good. But having like, so she'd bring a lot of famous people out to walk the runway with her during this song and i just feel like it's such a good like catwalk song yeah like a runways anyway yeah runway song which is so fun and i love the little hints from like oh harry styles this is what the song's about they just named it style i just think that like she did that so well mm-hmm. but there's also something that i was reading about is there was a glitch on canada can yeah canada's itunes and there was a song titled track three and it was released before the album actually was released. And it was just eight second clip of just like static and everybody like bought it. Cause they were like, Oh my gosh, the Taylor Swift song. Like, is she releasing is like a little clip or something? So fans spent the dollar 29 to download a snippet of static and it like shot to the top of the charts. Oh my god. Yeah, it shot to number one on the charts. Which is just like not surprising at all. It just shows like, how like how her fan base just like instantly reacts. Oh yeah, like you're trust, doing anything, I'm gonna jump on anything, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> funny. Style is it will never oh my gosh, I was gonna say something very cheesy. It will never go out <laughs> never of go out of style. It will it will always be one of my top. It's songs. such a good one. It's so good. And this is kind of off topic, but there there's a cover of this song that's a duet of a guy and a girl. It's actually a mashup of Blank Space and Style. Okay, I need to like listen to this. It is amazing. I love mashups. Go on YouTube and search it. It's it's so beautiful. I love it. Um but yeah, style style's about Harry Styles, if you don't know. And we'll dive deeper into like some of these songs and how they relate to her exes yeah. at another time. Cause man, we could go on and we on. could really deep dive into that. <laughs> okay. So the fourth track is out of the woods and the secret message is they loved each other recklessly. So the song is also about Harry Styles and when they were dating, they got in a snowmobile accident and Harry ended up in the hospital from it. Yeah. And I think this song, I love 
the bridge. And it just says like, remember when you hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in a hospital room. When you started crying, maybe I did too. But when the sun came up, I was looking at you. And I just think the way, and like, you have to listen to it because it's just like so incredible. But she told a whole story in like four little tiny lines. Yeah. And we know everything that happened to them on that (laughs) snowmobile accident. And I just think Taylor does that with so many songs. Mm -hmm. Like I, and maybe I'm just jealous because I'm not that way. I am so long winded sometimes. I just like ramble on and on. And the fact that she could tell a whole story in like four stanzas, I'm just like so jealous. But also the Grammy performance of this song is really good. So if anybody wants to look that up. It is. And even this is, again, the tour. (laughs) She closed the tour, like the concert with this song. Did she? Yes. See, you remember so much about the tour and I am. I will admit, this is not just for memory. This is something my sister-in-law and I talked a lot about. Okay. Um, When we went to the LA Eras Tour show, we rewatched the performance you can watch on YouTube. It is epic. Well, now I need to go rewatch it. It is epic. YouTube, Out of the Woods. 1989 tour. 1989 tour. And it is, it's like, it's the most, probably one of the most powerful live performances i've watched it's so good well now i like feel (laughs) stupid that i don't even like remember it whatever (laughs) i'm i again i yeah like you like from yeah it was but still but yeah i'll have to go look that one up that's really cool um okay so track five is all you had to do was stay and the secret message is they paid the price and i don't know if i'm gonna get hate for this but i think this is like my least favorite track five song probably ever even like previous and in the coming track fives are usually really deep and yeah. really they're just like more intense and vulnerable songs yeah. and this is just like the least of that yeah for track like all, compared to all the other still ones still a good song but yeah. yeah yeah and i think that it has pain in it but just not i guess not my preference of how mm-hmm. to put across pain but it's actually kind of cool that she still was able to do a song about pain and being vulnerable in such an upbeat way which i think is kind of cool also i didn't know that this was about harry styles too well i didn't either but if you look back at styles secret message it says yes my her heart belonged to someone who couldn't stay and so I felt like I didn't right even there, like <laughs> there it is. That's know? true. I didn't even like make that connection either. And, that is so crazy. And they and they paid the price. Yeah, for reals though. So, when I feel like they paid the price almost also kind of fits in out of the woods. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because like, they loved each other recklessly. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all, that. The, all these secret just messages. All these secret okay, messages. Okay. These secret messages in and of themselves are telling their own story okay so the the other thing i want to talk about with this song was i found this interview with taylor and they asked if she had ever dreamed a song or a lyric and she admits that the high-pitched stay in this song came from a dream so she says i had a dream that my ex showed up at my door knocked at my door and i opened it up and i was about ready to launch into the perfect thing to say instead all that would come out of my mouth was that high-pitched chorus of people singing, stay. And then you go to say something else, and it's just like, stay, stay, stay. And I woke up, and I was like, oh, that was mortifying, but also really cool vocal part. 
And that also, I know I say this a lot, but I was just so Taylor. Her brain is crazy. It really is. <laughs> I don't know how she gets any sleep. <laughs> For reals, though. I'm curious. I wonder how much sleep she does get. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. Especially on the air store. We'll just have to come up with like a list of questions that one day when she's on our podcast, yes. we'll be like, these are all the questions we've had for you <laughs> over our short time doing this podcast. Okay. So track six is Shake It Off. Classic. Um, and the secret message is she danced to forget him. Which I feel like also fits with like all these other secret messages. Yeah. It's really a lot. A lot of these secret messages are about the boy. Yeah. Which is interesting because when I think about 1989 album as a whole and like the song titles, I don't really think about them being so much about a boy. Yeah. But like these secret messages. Yeah. Really are like honing in on the fact that they are. Yeah. Super interesting. So I have a. I have a confession. Okay. I'll shake it off. <laughs> we love a juicy confession. <laughs> I, it was a single. Uh huh. And I was listening to the radio and I would occasionally hear this on the radio, but I didn't know for a while that it was a Taylor Swift song. Wait, really? Yes. That is so funny. And I did not care much for it. <laughs> I feel really horrible saying this. <laughs> Um, and then I found out that it was, t- and now it's your favorite song in the world. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, That's I, crazy. cause I think, you know, just, you know, bouncing back and forth yeah. radio stations and I'd hear the chorus. It's like, yeah, haters gonna hate whatever. Yeah. And like Taylor Swift is very talented. She's great with her lyrics. Shake it off is definitely more. It's like, I mean, it's, I would feel like on a much higher level than the song me. Yeah. It's it's more of a like it's a for fun song. Yes, absolutely. It's not super deep. It's just very for fun. And so I think that's what kind of threw me off and I didn't realize yeah. it was her. Her, yeah. And I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I love every Taylor Swift song. No, the first yeah. time I hear it, it takes Same. me some like warming up to, but I do trust her enough to yeah. continually like give it a try. Yeah. And this was definitely one of those. One. And now obviously like I love it and it's so much fun. Yeah. But it took well, me a I minute. Think, I think like you and me are the same in the sense, and we t- we've talked about this before, that we love her lyrics mm-hmm. especially. And this is a song that when I like, I mean, even now still I'm like, there is not a lot to it. Yeah. It's like a lot of shake it off, shake it off, like over and over again, really repetitive, but like the beat and the way it's like all put together is really well done. Mm -hmm. But because I don't feel like there is a lot of depth to it, I feel like it is kind of hard to appreciate the like lyrical aspect of it. Yeah. And so I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Um, It's also another one that she did a music video for. And it's kind of cool because I like the connection that the music video has to You Belong With Me. Because, like, now, though, she is that it girl. And she's, like, in that cheerleading outfit, which is kind of, like, opposite. It's, like, what she had always wanted to be. And she kind of, like, finally reaches it. But, again, she's, like, making fun of herself in this music video. Like, 
dancing all crazy and just like having fun with it. And I think she's like, you guys, I am kind of this like it girl now, but at the same time, like I'm just here to have fun. Like I'm still that crazy, quirky, like fun Taylor. And I really like that. I think she recognizes where she's been, where she's going, who she is and I, and how she relates to her fans too. For sure. Um, okay. So the next one, I don't even remember what we're on seven, seven, I think Yeah, (laughs) I should have marked these, um, is I wish you would. And the secret message is he drove past her street each night again with the boy. They're like really telling the entire story (laughs) in these secret (laughs) messages. Um, so this one is one that we also got a, Oh, what am I trying to say? Like a bonus track explaining how she wrote the song. And so I think it's kind of cool. Jack Antonoff played her this track that he made. And she said she immediately like heard a song in her head and like begged him to let her use it. So she, he sent it to her. She made a whole song and then like sent it back to him. It was like, what do you think about this? And he like loved it. And so they ended up like writing it. But I, I'm pretty sure this is the first track to writing that she had done most of the time it was like either at the same time or like she had lyric ideas but this is the first time that she had heard the music and and then then wrote the song song, which is so crazy that she can write so many different types of ways yes she's just i'm gonna say it again she's amazing (laughs) (laughs) we're fangirling here yeah for real okay number eight is the one and only bad blood and the secret message is she made friends and enemies, which, yes. <laughs> uh, if you don't, I mean, not, I mean, I just feel like the main thing with Bad Blood is the music video. We oh, yeah. We can't not talk about yeah. it. Uh, it's Bad Blood, the song is about having bad blood with someone, <laughs> being in a feud. And in this music video, she shows a lot of her friends in it and they're all kind of teamed up and just showing like camaraderie and it's super iconic if you haven't seen it she has so many like big names that she's like friends with in this music video and it's insane our episode next week is actually talking about a lot of this and we're gonna go more into depth about which friends are in the music video and all that but which will be fun. And if you didn't know, Katy Perry is the one. And I think we'll do an episode on this later, kind of like some of her feuds that she's had. But Katy Perry apparently stole her backup dancers from her red tour. And that's what kind of caused some bad blood. blood. (laughs) So kind (laughs) of They used to be friends. Yeah. And then this happened and it kind of broke up their friendship. So crazy. All right. Um, the ninth song on the album is wildest dreams and the secret message is he only saw her in his dreams. Um, I don't have like, honestly, a lot to say about this song. This is not one of my favorite songs. Wildest dreams. Yes. I love (laughs) wildest dreams. I like, I, I think it's good, but, and I like, it's not really one that I skip. But it's not one that I am always like, I love this song. You know what, though? What? I actually felt, I used to feel like that. But the Aristotle, like, heightened my love for it. Okay, I can see that. 
Yeah. Because it used to be one that I actually would skip. Okay. But I don't know. Ever since the Eras tour, yeah. I have been cho- I've been searching it. Oh, and interesting. To it. Not just like not skipping. It, yeah, it's it. like actively. It's like on an active playlist that I am listening oh, to. Oh, crazy! So, well, maybe I just need to go to the Eras tour again. <laughs> Three times wasn't enough. Um, okay, this is the first re-release song for 1989 that came out for the Spirit movie um, in September 2021. Also, the Enchanted Wildest Dreams mashup from the 1989 tour. I don't know if you remember that. It was really good. I just like love mashups. I know. So, so there we go. I there you remember go. Something We're just going to like keep t- giving each other things to go. We'll just have to go rewatch the tour. Yeah. So, all right. And this one did have a music video, but it wasn't anything that I like really related to. So, yeah. I don't feel like I have much to say about it. Yeah. Okay, and then track 10 is How You Get the Girl, The Secret Messages, Then One Day He Came Back. And I mean, I don't have a lot to say about this one either. Yeah, I don't like, either. It's, just... it's cute and fun. I feel like the first half of this um, album, I had like so many thoughts and like mm-hmm. so many things to say. And then they kind of like fizzle out, I guess. Yeah. But I, I mean, like I said, I was listening to this album to prep. And I mean, even though it's not super deep, or yeah. whatever. I just I knew every word, and I was just—it's a box. I was just, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a like it's absolutely yeah. A I love it. Um, so track eleven is this love, and it's um, secret messages. Timing is a funny thing, and I thought it was interesting. This is the only track that is written just by Taylor really? on this album. Yeah, which I always find interesting because you think about you know past albums that she wanted to write solely by herself, mm-hmm. and now you're in another one that. Only one of the songs was written by her. Yeah. It's just like crazy how she changes what she does all the time. Mm-hmm. This song, I it is, it is, I just can't even describe it because the whole album is so upbeat. Yeah, and this is the first song that's just it's super calm. Yeah, super chill, quiet, and just the part where she says you can hear it in the silence oh. and it's quiet for like an extended period yeah. of time is like oh so good it just so good to me it's so good okay number 12 is i know places and the secret messages and everyone was watching which i mean this was another one of those um secret not secret why am i saying secret um what am I trying to say? The extra song bonus. Okay. I'm going to raise it. This is one of those bonus track songs too. Um, and she sent the song to Ryan Tedder cause she wanted to work with him. Like sent like a rough, rough draft just to like see like, do you like this? Do you want to work with me on it? And then they finished the song the next day in the studio. Cause he was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. Wow. She's like so fast. So fast. This song is it it's so interesting to think about. Uh it kind of gives almost like a peek into what it's like for her to have a dating life yeah. as a celebrity. And I think the secret message is interesting because it's talking about that everyone's watching. Yeah. And the song that she talks about basically like I think of it as like paparazzi. Yeah. No, I do hunting. too. Yeah probably harry and her yeah probably and 
they're essentially looking for places to yeah. hide out while they yeah. try to date. Which I just can't even imagine. Yeah, I can't either. That being your life. Yeah, it's wild. Um, okay, we're on the last one. 13 is clean. And the secret message is she lost him, but she found herself. And somehow that was enough. Or somehow that was everything. I think that's such a good. And here's another hot take. This is probably my least favorite song on the album. Oh, <gasps> I know. A hot take and you probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Just kidding. I know. Well, I'm People like, this is like come. such a fan favorite. It everybody. Is. Like, it's such a fan favorite. Oh and I don't know why. I just. I don't know why either. I know. <laughs> I just like can't connect with it for some reason. Okay. Okay. Now I don't know. Don't come for me, everybody. I, I'm, I will let everyone know it is a, a fan favorite of mine. There you go. Thank goodness we have Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Balance, right? I mean, everyone can have their own opinions, but That's true. I'm, I'm pretty surprised by that. I know. So. Everybody's like obsessed with it. And like, I've been looking at Era's tour, like surprise song rankings. M- rankings and this one's like always high up there. And I'm mm. always like, it's just not for me. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Do you want to go over the bonus tracks really quick? Yeah. So, so, oh, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Wonderland is the first bonus track. This is one of my favorite songs. Honestly, like, might even be my favorite track on this entire album. And the, it's like not even part of it. The bonus tracks are, <laughs> are so good. Solid. That's why so good. I'm just dying for the vault songs. I know. Honestly, 1989's bonus tracks are so We're the best. so good. So good. Because there's that one and then You Are in Love and then New Romantics. So and good. all three of those. Like They're I'm amazing. obsessed with all of them. Um okay. Well, Jess, what is your favorite song off the album? Ooh, um, that is tough. But if I were to just pick one that I probably choose to listen to the most often, it would be Style. Okay, that's a good one. I just love that one so much. I know. I was trying to decide, and I would probably say Wonderland or Blank Space. Okay. I, I know, and I hate, I almost hate that Blank Space was like, one of my favorite songs because it's so popular but i'm like it's such a good song. it's so popular because it's so good it's so so good so okay well that wraps up our 1989 overview of the album and it'll be fun because 1989 taylor's version is coming soon and we'll be doing an episode with all of our our first reactions um, to that, including the new vault tracks that we'll be getting. Yes. Which we can't wait for. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. You just click the five stars if you're on Spotify. And then if you're on Apple, you just click the five stars and then just leave a little note or you don't even have to leave a note, but if you do, it just helps us a bunch. It helps people find us. So, And come back next week for a kind of deep dive of Taylor Swift's girl squad and her friendships. And until then, don't forget, boys only want love if it's torture. (laughs)